You're listening to Upcycling with Deb. This is a Little Debbie, a bite-sized version of the longer podcast, Upcycling with Deb. I'm your host, Deb Colometta. I wrote a number one best-selling book called Best Offer, Best Life. It's about online yard sales and how you can leverage them to create the wealth that you want in every area of your life. You can find it on Amazon, Audible, it's now available in Kindle, and also audiobook format. How would you like to learn some strategies for getting good grades in school, whether it's middle school, high school, college, graduate school? I can tell you a formula that really might help you improve your child's grades or your own grades. Now, full disclosure here, I am an adjunct professor, and I want to give you the secrets that I have learned both as a student and as a teacher. None of this is cheating. It's all done with highest integrity. And yep, you're going to have to put in the work. When I hear parents say, well, my child got a B, and I'm really proud of that because they put in the work and they worked really hard and, and that's a good grade and we're proud of that. Awesome. I think that's great. If your child is getting grades that you're happy with, perfect. If they're putting in full effort, truly that's what matters. But if they're starting to wonder, why are they missing the mark? It feels like they're putting in a lot of effort, but yet they're getting punished with these C's and B's that maybe seem like they're a little low. If you have a strategy or keep something in mind, I think you're going to find that you have a little bit more success. You don't have to get all A's, as I said, but if you're striving for A's, here are some tips that might help you get there. And this is one of the ways that you can improve your grades and help your kids improve their grades if you keep this in mind. You must give the teachers what they want in their language. That will get you a good grade. If you go above and beyond that by additionally giving your interpretation, that's where the sweet spot is. But if you have one of those without the other, that's almost a guaranteed way to not get the A or the good grade that you want. So you have to give the teacher in their language what they've given to you. You have to mirror it back to them and interpret it on top of that. Give your interpretation and your application examples, and that is going to serve you well. You pretty much have to check this box <laughs> in most cases if you want to get the highest grade possible on subjectively graded items. There's just no getting around it for the most part. That's what teachers mean by above and beyond. You give your interpretation and application examples. I would argue that this isn't just a way to improve your grades. This is really a way for you to make the lessons stick for the long term. If you interpret it for yourself, you don't want to just mirror it back to them, which maybe that would get you an A in some classes. But rather than just parroting back to them what they told you, that's not really going to stick. But if you think about it, try to interpret it and apply it additionally, then you're going to actually remember it. And that's what the education 
is about. There is a practical reason why teachers want their own language. They might be searching for terms in a search box or certain words might stand out to them. Another practical reason for using the language that the professor or instructor uses, literally using their terms, is that they are probably following a rubric with specific requirements. I know personally I've read student papers that I've really liked. I've enjoyed reading them. They had a good voice. They had a great writing style. But if they miss several key elements that are listed in the rubric, I have to deduct points. And that means they didn't get the top score that they could have earned. Make it easy for them. Show them that you can repeat back what they've taught you and then go above and beyond by interpreting it and applying it. The not-so-nice reason why teachers want you to give it back to them in their own language, because some of those teachers, they don't want you to go against what they're saying. (laughs) I don't mind that. I find that positive conflict is what makes arguments stronger and lessons stronger. I can think of many instances when a student covered the points that I requested But they additionally offered a rebuttal to maybe the author's argument or something that I was saying, and they were respectful. I welcome that kind of discourse. And that's how good decisions are made when we bat them back and forth and we come up with the strongest solution. But not all teachers have that opinion. And one thing that I learned, they're not necessarily your friends. So don't expect that. If your child thinks that they can buddy up to the teacher and that doesn't happen, they're going to be disappointed. Setting that expectation that the teacher is there to convey the knowledge and if there's no warm and fuzzies there, that's okay too. Not every teacher is going to be your friend and not every teacher is going to make that connection with you. You might have heard of TTQA, turn the question around. That's a really good practice anyway. I TTQA when I do media interviews. If someone asks me a question, I try to incorporate the question into the answer. When it comes to kids learning or graduate school learning or college, whatever, if you incorporate the question into your answer, you not only take up space and lines and extra white space in your answer, but you're showing that you've heard what the question is. It forces you to consider what they're asking, and then you more easily make sure that you're actually answering the right question, that you're going down the right path. TTQA is not just grammatically important. It's important so that you say, hey, I did read the question. I literally am typing back the question, and here is what my answer is. Sometimes people just kind of mail it in. When you have a student that stands out, there's so few that rise to the occasion that you're automatically going to get that advantage if you're just demonstrating that you're putting in some of that effort. These are ways to get better grades. It doesn't involve cheating. It's legal. It's ethical. Give teachers back to them what they told to you. Mirror it back to them. Use their language and then go above and beyond with interpretation and application. Examples. Apply it. Show them how it relates to your life. That is part of the educational process. How you can take the knowledge and apply it to your own life or to a book that you're reading or to a lesson. And that's going to make it more memorable for you. There are plenty of teachers who are amazing and wonderful and want to nurture your child or your adult education, learning experience. And some teachers, 
like in all professions, some of them are just playing on a power trip. I think that's a powerful lesson in itself, how to deal with someone who feels like they're just being unfair to you. If they're following a rubric, cover their points, look at the rubric, use their language, and you should be good to go. It makes it easier for them to award you that top score. Clear the way for them to give you the A. I read the papers that my students submit. I enjoy it. Ask my family. It takes many hours on end. Not all professors or teachers are like that. They skim. They might use search words. They might skip over a section. Some teachers, some professors have hundreds of students at once. Some have TAs, but some don't. You're trying to make it easy for them to award you the A, the great grade that you want. Teachers are not mind readers. Make it unmistakable. This is just a practical reason for using the exact language that the professor uses when they give you the assignment. People think that they pack extra words in there and that's going to trick the professor into giving them a better grade because they think, well, I obviously spent more time on it because my paper far exceeds the word count minimum. But you're making it more difficult for the professor. Don't feel silly if you haven't picked up on this Yet, in your school experience, it took me plenty of years before it clicked for me. And by then, I was almost done with my schooling. I thought by giving way more that I was ensuring the A. But really, what I was doing was burying the points that I was trying to make to the professor. And sometimes maybe if they did skim over my paper, they were missing the points that I was making. I thought I was being clever by explaining things beyond what was asked for. And the more difficult thing I realized is boiling it down to the communication points that you want to make. It's like finding a needle in a haystack when you're looking for those nuggets of wisdom or the points that were requested in the overall assignment description. Make it easy for the professor or the teacher to give you the A. You're giving them what they want. You're giving them what they're asking for and then some. Not only does this apply in graduate school, in grade school, and every year in between, it applies in the real world. This is also true with your bosses. It's true for clients. They're telling you what they want. Listen to what words they're using. Listen to what language they're using and try to use that back with them. Try to deliver their language in your solution and then add to it and make it better. When you're running for political office in volunteer work, this is a strategy that's just an overall good communication practice. And while you're in the world of academia, it's a great way to improve your grade and the quality of your education and the information that you retain after your schooling is complete. Whether you're writing a paper or answering questions or short answer questions, step one for getting that better grade and ultimately that better education, step one is to tell the teacher what they told you. Repeat it back to them in their words, in their language. And step two is to then offer your interpretation and application. You can't have one without the other and expect to get top marks. I hope you find this helpful. Reach out to me. I'd love to hear your feedback. Strive for the best grade you can, but always work hard and you can 
definitely be proud of that, no matter what the report card says. Thank you for listening to this episode of Little Debbie, a bite-sized version of the podcast Upcycling with Deb. I'm your host, Deb Colometta. Connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Deb Colometta, or go to my website, thedebsite.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.